The following is rated S for spoilers. Captain Pete Maverick Mitchell. Your reputation precedes you. Thank you, sir. Wasn't a compliment. Hello and welcome to the Popcorn Hangover. My name is Alex. My name is Graham. And today we are going to be talking about the movie that everyone is talking about this weekend, Top Gun Maverick, the long-awaited sequel. Yes, sir. Uh, fun fact, this is the uh, the longest period of time in between uh, sequels. I think it's 32, 38 years. Really? Something like that, yeah. It's the longest. That's crazy. Yeah, longest period of time. I mean, I can't imagine, I can't think of anything else I would think might compare. Uh-huh. But yeah, that's yeah. wild. Well, and and we're going to talk about that. Uh, and asking ourselves the question: Is this the greatest reboot of all time? Yeah, Graham, how's your week been? Just been busy, man. I feel like I say that every week, but it's yeah. just nothing slows this down. This has but- been. I don't know if you're not following us on Instagram. You should. I put a story up on Thursday because we had we had Top Gun Maverick. Yeah. And then we had the first episodes of Obi Wan Kenobi. Yeah. Friday came. Yeah. And then we all said Stranger Things all in. Yeah. All in all in one night. A lot of content coming yeah, through. So much content yeah. coming. So if you're interested in any of those things, uh we're not gonna commit to any of those. But if you are interested in hearing about those things, uh let us know uh on all the things. Uh so Top Gun Maverick, I, I don't even know where to start other than this movie is freaking incredible. And oh, I mean ten the, out of ten. To, yeah. I whenever uh, I'm a, I'm a big I like Letterboxd a lot. It's like an app, yeah. so you can like leave reviews, and I like to just keep track of like movies and also just how my opinion on movies changes like yeah. throughout time. Makes sense. Um, and I always I I hate giving something like five stars right away, or even like four stars. Like I I hesitate yeah. just because like eh, I don't know. I, I I'm all, I'm hyped up, but like okay. This one I watched it a second. I gave it four point five the first time. Second time I gave I gave it a five. It's just yeah. There's there are there are flaws in the movie and we're going to talk about that later but like it's just it's so good. <laughs> it was really 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 good. And one thing I so I've never seen the first one all the way through. I own it actually on like three different purchase little things I guess like uh-huh. like brought it digitally physically like all that fun stuff. So I just I don't know why I've never actually made it through the first movie but this was so good. Mm-hmm. I feel like you don't even have to watch the first one. You don't. And that was yeah. part of the the genius of it, yeah. Too it it, it, it tells you everything you it need stands to know, alone. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean, we're not the only ones who love this movie. Uh, IMDb gave it an eight point seven user score. Meta score is a seventy eight. Uh, Craig score, audience score of eight point eight. Yeah. Uh, Letterboxd, I forgot to look up. Uh, Letterboxd, uh, last I checked, had a four point five average rating out of five. So Which that's not bad. That's yeah. kind of all fan audience. Yeah, yeah. That's rating. not really. Right. Uh, right. There's no like Critic division rate, yeah. in between the two. Uh, so overall, uh, this has been a very uh, a very well loved movie. It had a budget of 152 million dollars, uh, which is not too bad. Now, uh, directed by Joseph Kaczynski, uh, written by Jim Cash, Jack Elps Jr., and Peter Craig, uh, starring everybody. Uh, the Tom A list cast you could make: J- Tom Cruise, Jennifer Connelly, Miles Teller, Val Kilmer, uh, John Hamm. Just everyone in their yeah dad was in this movie um <laughs> and it was i yeah i it's just i i have i have no words it was it was incredible overall like what were what are your instant reactions i i don't think for it being a like a pretty well-paced movie 
I feel like it wasn't slow. That's one thing I was worried about. It's like, it definitely had enough story of what I needed. Cause like I said, I was able to watch that and understand everything I needed to going through. I don't think there was really any slow moments though. Um, kind of going through this, my main takeaway, it, but dude, the freaking, the, there were moments that were so intense. Uh-huh. There were moments that were stupid intense. And I'm, I don't really get like too excited or too like, I'm a very jumpy guy. Actually, I take that back. But like when it comes to like movies, like I normally can try and predict things. I don't, I'm not too caught off guard or like too worked up with it. But dude, my watch the whole time was like, Hey dude, your heart rate's getting high. Mm-hmm. You need to chill out. And I was like, huh, okay. But uh, dude, it was, yeah. Instant, I mean, yeah. after reactions, like it was so good. Yes. I, I agree with you wholeheartedly on the intensity of it. <laughs> um, and, and to prove it to you, cause I, uh, I saw this, about a week a, mm-hmm. a week ago from whenever this episode goes out, I saw it. We saw it in early right. Tuesday showing, um, and while we were there, we recorded a segment of our bonus show, the parking lot talk, which you can find yeah. at patreon.com slash popcorn hangover. And here is a quick clip um, from our instant reactions right as we got out of the theater. All right, welcome to the parking lot talk, the show where we give our initial reactions to the things that we just saw. We are outside the theater of, uh, we're outside a brand new theater to me, uh, drove about two hours to go see Top Gun Maverick, uh, the Tuesday before it comes out, we got, got into an early showing and my heart is still racing. This movie was incredible beyond all expectations. I'm sure by the time we record the full episode, I will have seen it at least three times. Today, I'm joined by uh, Brendan Genesco and, uh, and, and Dominic. Uh, welcome, welcome to the parking lot talk, guys. Uh, Brendan, initial reactions, what's going through your head right now? I mean, the whole movie, I felt like I was pulling nine Gs. It was, it really was like through and through, full on action movie. I mean, you're sitting in the seat, like, I mean, especially if you like, if you ca- if you get the chance, catch it in IMAX because uh, that extra resolution, that screen, like, I mean, it really puts you in in the in the in the in the capsule. Like, it really, oh my gosh, like the cockpit, like you're you're in there. It, it's it does a really great job of um, keeping pace, and I I just I'm pretty impressed. I yeah it it's yeah lots to take in, lots to take in. So much, Dominic. Uh, initial, initial initial reactions. Well, I didn't expect that uh, the audio to be so amazingly done by Skywalker Productions. I mean, you have to see it in the IMAX to get that full spectrum of the. 8.1 whatever it is you know and that that cinematic language they use the the going from a wide straight up to a 50 or an 85 on the on the um, conversations the close-ups it was beautiful it was a continued story of the original top gun absolutely loved it absolutely loved it i will see it definitely more than once um and it is worth every penny of the 20 dollars yeah we I'm, I'm sure we're going to talk about our theater experience uh, uh, in the full episode. Uh, believe me, uh, but yeah, it was it was it was twenty dollars, and I was a little hesitant at first because that's a uh, that's a hefty price tag for for a movie. Um, I would pay twenty dollars in a heartbeat uh, to see it a second time. Yeah, and if you want to see uh, or not see, listen to the rest of that conversation <laughs> uh, about Top Gun Maverick. Uh, be sure to follow us on Patreon at patreon.com slash the popcorn hangover. Um, really, we, we had a really interesting talk and everything. Uh, you know, Dominic kind of started to touch on a little bit talking about like focal lengths and it was, uh, those guys are like film students and they're yeah. actually like working, 
uh, filmmakers. So it was really interesting to kind of get their perspective on the technical aspects uh, of the film, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I feel like that we were talking about this earlier. We could totally tra- turn our podcast like into a drinking game. And I feel like one of like one of the <laughs> phrases is we'll talk about that later. Yeah, talk about that later. <laughs> um, but yeah, also what we kind of alluded to was our movie theater experience. Yeah. Uh, and it is time for the, another, another, another <laughs> rendition of our snobby movie theater reviews. Graham, did you have any, uh, any bad movie theater experiences? I, it wasn't, I wouldn't mark mine as bad. I've had uh-huh. worse for sure, but I've said this before. I don't like loud theaters, especially like when it's totally unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Like uh, with the movie, like when I saw the movie, there were a lot of older folks uh-huh. in the audience and they just were clapping at everything that came mm-hmm. on the, the whole beach scene with the shirtless boys. Like, uh-huh. wow. woohoo! Oh my goodness. And I was like, Dude, shut up. Like there are other people here. I don't that's how my that's how my take is. Like my my thing with clapping is <laughs> I'm okay with it, especially with something like this. Like you just have to like let out some sort of emotion. That is fair and that's fair. And I the feel whole like clapping time, is the only acceptable way to do that. I w- I would prefer clapping over like random cheering or shouts for sure. Uh-huh. But and like trust me, like don't get me wrong, like the whole time I'm watching this movie, I was not like still in my seat. Like dude, I was on the edge of my seat. I felt everything. I'm pretty sure everyone in that theater felt. Mm-hmm. This movie was intense in so many ways, but yeah, there's just like those little things like uh-huh. Yeah, of course, the dudes on a beach, they're going to be shirtless. Mm-hmm. Everyone at, and everyone cast is going to be absolutely shredded. You, you already know you're going to see that like uh-huh. We all know we're going to see that. Like, I don't know. That yeah. was just just my personal preference on. So I I would take your experience in a heartbeat. Yeah. Uh, so I saw this in IMAX twice. And I yeah. feel like if you're going to see a movie, go to pay to extra money to see a movie in IMAX. Like you yeah. would, you should expect like, a, you know, an upper tier, you know, everyone's going to be respectful and, you know. Like everyone paid that price. Everyone's yeah, everyone yeah. understands. They want that um, experience. Yeah. So Tuesday night. Everyone's excited. It's early showing. We've all been waiting for yeah. this movie for years. Cause I mean, they shot this movie like three years ago. Um, That's true. And so we're, we're sitting there, we're waiting. And the way this theater had the seats arranged was uh, like on the armrests, they had one number and it, it's, you, you buy like your, your seat. Like ahead right? of time. Right. Yeah. You yeah. reserve your seat. So the problem with having it I on, reserve seat, on yeah. the armchairs, when you go to look at the seat, you have like 13 on one arm and 14 on the other. So which seat is it? Right. So we all we all sat down and we were in our seats and everything was fine. And then as the movie was starting, um, this family of like six or seven people showed up and they're like, "This oh. someone sitting in our seat." And like, it wasn't. I mean, it was a full theater, but it wasn't sold out. And like, they got theater attendants came up and they had like walkie talkies, like trying to figure out Bro. what the problem was. And like, everyone screamed them like, "Hey, like shut up, just sit down in a chair." Yeah. Like we have two seats down here, we can all scoot down. And the thing, and that way it was obnoxious. Like, right. just I, I want to watch the movie. Luckily, it was just like the preview is still kind of running. I, well, no, it was like it was the actual movie, but like oh, it was basically a shot. I think it, I don't know if it was, but it was kind of just a shot for shot remake of the original intro. So yeah. I was kind of okay with it, but like if the theater attendants are involved and in working on it, I feel Pause like the movie. I feel and it's, they have a walkie-talkie, be like, hey, let's turn this off for like thirty seconds yeah. and, and restart it. Especially when you're at the very, literally the intro of the movie. It's not yeah, like you're halfway I, through. And we paid $20 for those tickets. Yeah. Like, that was kind of ridiculous. Uh, yeah. But, testament to that movie, by the end of it, I forgot that it even happened. <laughs> <laughs> uh, second time we went, uh, 
it was it wasn't quite as bad yeah. uh it was just bizarre yeah uh there was a family that showed up and they brought like i don't know maybe a three or four year old little girl what uh and this girl she comes and sits on her mom's lap and pulls out an ipad and headphones and i'm not talking like a just a, like a, a mini i'm talking like 12.9 inch ipad had it up it was watching peppa pig youtube videos and like brightness on max and so the entire time like while like during the pre-show and everything i was just sitting there like kind of cool with it what's like how's this gonna play out and then the lights dim and then her it's like the screen and then her ipad shining so bright and everyone in a row was just like uh and someone eventually just tapped her like hey that needs to like come down that, that needs to stop yeah uh and she just lowered the brightness and that was it. But like, I don't know, she was far away enough that like I didn't really notice when she lowered the brightness. That's kind of wild. I feel like I was just surprised weird. the theater was cool with that. Why would why would you spend a bunch of money on an IMAX ticket and then let your daughter... The only thing I can vouch for is if you... A $20 ticket is cheaper than a $50 to $100 babysitter. That's true. And this one also wasn't $20, like, because it was just a normal... Right, just no it was a normal like that. Like, yeah. 12 like was, bucks, 10, 10 bucks, yeah. Yeah. Um, all I have to say, though, despite the fact that they were pretty awful theaters, <laughs> theater experiences, um, this movie was still incredible. And like, I yeah. kind of for, I forgot about yeah. them like while we yeah. were watching. Um, if an experience can ruin the movie, there's something wrong with the movie. Because I feel like if the movie I can turn your... I don't agree with that entirely. I yeah. think an experience can ruin the movie. But if you have a bad experience and the movie is good enough that you forget that experience, that makes the I movie think better. That's fair. I, I think okay, that's I like a that. testament to the movie. Yeah. I, I wouldn't blame the movie. I wouldn't say it's bad if a bad experience yeah. affects how, you know, how you feel about it. But I think if yeah. you do have a bad experience and the movie is fantastic the movie, and you like forget the about done, that experience. Right. Yeah. And like, like you said, like the, just the entire time, like you're on the edge of your seat it's your heart is racing. Like I know everything's going to be fine, but also like, it's just, it was paced so well. Yeah. Um, yeah. One of the things I will say though, um, cause I mean, I don't, we can go on and on about and ring its praises and right. I don't think we're going to say anything new that no one else has really thought. I mean, right. just the cinematography, this is one of those beautiful the films I've ever so seen. Well, Oh my gosh. Every shot was mm-hmm. just breathtaking. Uh, where did they film? Did they film? Um, in? Yeah, I know so it gave um, like the desert name at the beginning and stuff like that. Were those like accurate locations of filming or no? Uh, I'm not sure. Okay. I don't, I'm not sure where they filmed it. Um, but like, they were when Maverick first gets in the plane and he's mm-hmm. like, you know, he's trying to get the ten Gs or whatever. Like, Bro. I was looking over at Brendan who was on the parking lot talking. Like, me and him just kept looking at each other. We just <laughs> our our mouths were wide open. Like, th- how this can't this can't look that good. Yeah. And one of Tom Cruise's big things is like, he doesn't want to use CG unless absolutely necessary. And he does all of like, he does, every, he doesn't use like stunt doubles at the time unless he's like yeah. legally required. He does all of his yeah. effects and stunts. Um, like he lives for it. Uh, take a drink, but we'll talk about it later. But like, yeah. uh, <laughs> there's yeah. Like just Tom Cruise is one of like the last Legends. true movie stars. And, uh, I don't know. We're, we'll, 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 We'll dive into that in just a second. Um, but yeah, just this is one of the most beautiful films I've ever seen. Yeah. And the fact that it's also all done in camera. Um, yeah. You know, it's just how sound design was incredible. I needed to see it in, in IMAX. I didn't, 
I didn't realize how beautiful it was going to be. Yeah. I just want to see an IMAX because I wanted the 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 sound, and it's it was. I didn't even think about that. The sound was just was so good. I, you didn't see an IMAX. Like mm-hmm. I, I imagine it was still fantastic. Oh yeah, design. I couldn't. Yeah, I had no issues, uh-huh. no problem with the sound. But I, I mean, it, it, I mean. I just if it was better, it would have made the movie. Better. That's what I'm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel uh, like I missed out. I did miss out. I I will say there are two fundamental flaws with this movie. Okay. Um. Number one is structure. This I I don't know if you can really call it a flaw. And uh, take a drink. We'll talk about it a little bit. But like, <laughs> uh, this is kind of a beat for beat remake. Of the original, it's its own story. It stands alone, but when you when you take it, you know, just story point by story point, and it's the exact same. Like yeah. Maverick's on his own mission; he should be getting grounded, but instead he's sent to Top Gun, and then he has issues, and they do a training sequence, and like you know, the beach scene. It, it was football in this movie; it was volleyball in the last one. Like it's right. it's a lot of the exact same beats up until the last like thirty minutes, and it kind of gets yeah. flipped on its head. Um, and I don't think that's a bad thing. I think that's a kind of a testament. I, I think that's, mm-hmm. a, you know, a good way to do a reboot is, you know, you're, they did a good job of acknowledging the original yeah. um, while also keeping this its own thing. For sure. Um, number one issue with structure, uh, Jennifer Conley did not need to be in this movie. Not necessarily. There was the only reason I really... I feel more or less, I want to say it was like closure, but it was more of like, I feel like a maturing of like Maverick. Cause like uh-huh. during their whole relationship, they definitely stuff, used and, her well. Yeah. Yeah. But I just felt like it helped him grow up, especially her daughter. You call him out being like, don't break your heart again. He's mm-hmm. like, I'm not going to leave you. She's like, don't leave her. Like, I feel like it was more of like, it was just there to more it, of a character development, more or less. It was just a weird subplot that I didn't care. Like, I, I agree. Like, you know, and throughout even, you know, there's a, a random scene with him and Miles Teller after uh, Phoenix and Bob crashed their plane. Right. Or he's like, you don't have one to mourn you. Like, they, were, right. they did a really good job. I think that's how you should do a subplot. Like, yes, there's stuff going on, but yeah. like, you know, there's this whole other thing going on, but like, it's not affecting the grain. Right. We're not spending tons of time just to like, we're not wasting time. I'll say yeah. it that way. And one of the reasons that I like, I understand why they had her in the movie is a, this is very much, this felt like an eighties movie. Um, oh, you made of modern technology. Yeah. Um, and you kind of need that, you know, that romance and stuff going yeah. on. Uh, but number two, this movie is so intense that if you took out all of those scenes with Jennifer Conley, like mm-hmm. I, you would have a heart attack just because yeah. it, it would be nonstop. So, <laughs> Like, <laughs> yeah. while while it is a flaw, I'm like, we're getting nitpicky because I'm saying it, it was needed. I understand why it was there. Yeah. It's just, you know, I just. It's your personal preference. You didn't yeah, care I just, for it. Yeah, I just, yeah. yeah, I didn't care for it. Yeah. Um, number two flaw, or not, number two is structure. I won't say flaw. Okay. Um, and I, I don't know. I'm just, second time I saw it, I kind of had different feelings, but th- it turned into Mission Impossible there for a little bit. That's how I feel. <laughs> I feel like they didn't, they didn't know when to end it. If uh-huh. that makes sense, the way they did end it, I thought was fantastic. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that was maybe the point of it, but yeah, I just feel like it was. They they gave several opportunities, mm-hmm. and then yeah, just kept going further and further. And 
And uh, I don't know. I was going to wait a second. I'm, I'm going to into this right now uh, because it was. It felt weird. You know, you have all this stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and in, in general, like, even I was expecting the 80s ending where, you know, like, they get back from the mission. It's just, it's just an abrupt ending. But they had that weird thing with Penny going on. So they had yeah. to add. Uh, I was listening to the score. And even the score, uh, it, that scene is titled Interlude. It's okay. like it's like an epilogue. It's not yeah. even really. Because I think that's the most 80s thing in the world. Like, you know, Danny <laughs> right. wins the karate tournament. End of the movie. T- original Top Gun. They land. Val Kilmer and shake uh, hands. Yeah, they 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 hug and yeah. the movie like that's how that was just that was just that, that that's the eighties for was you. The, yeah. Um. So like the interlude thing was a little weird. Um. But I was talking to uh to some people about this and like it was it was a weird moment and I do think you know after saying time I was really like looking at it they did a good job at like very clearly defining like this is going to be different with. Mm-hmm. Just the way that you know Maverick and uh, Rooster were like interacting, it was like it be the tone was set different. Like they were yeah. making jokes, and like it was, it was very clear that they were moving a different direction. Uh, but sure. there's a review uh, on Letterboxd uh, by David uh, Lich, who writes for IndieWire. Uh, I may or may not read this entire thing, but I just <laughs> I. I'll leave it in the show notes for sure because uh, everyone should go read it. It changed my whole outlook on this movie. Um, but basically, he talks about how Top Gun Maverick isn't just a sequel. Mm-hmm. Um, this is almost a love letter to Tom Cruise um, and to the type of star that he is. Yeah. Um, you know, and it, it talks a lot about how, you know, just Tom Cruise's upbringing regardless of how you feel about Tom Cruise, I think we should say up front, because a lot of people have mixed react. People don't like Tom Cruise a lot of times. Really? Uh, yeah, he, he can be kind of an a-hole sometimes. Uh, you know, there's a whole uh, controversy in the middle of the pandemic when they were shooting Mission Impossible where he was screaming at uh, oh, some I remember and that. stuff. I remember because, that. And, you know, his whole point was, uh, you know, we're trying to make movies and you're not being safe and, like, we're we're giving people jobs like we're the model that people are going off of for the future like we need right. to take this seriously um should an executive producer and a star be yelling at their you know these kids like that maybe not, not but, but also like he he's kind of right yeah i mean oh 100 i don't think in, I don't, in that controversy yeah. i was 100 on board with him but i'm also biased in the fact that i want movies to be made and you know uh we can't Save do the, the podcast theaters. without that so <laughs> fact <laughs> um <laughs> Regardless of how you feel about Tom Cruise, like he is, he's changed the game in so many ways. He's one of the last people who really does does cinema. I know that's a big you know topic a lot of times with mm-hmm. you know, the Marvel movies and things. Yeah, um, you know you have like your Tom Cruise, Christopher Nolan, Quentin Tarantino. Like you have, there's a very few filmmakers left, and I feel like Tom Cruise is the only like action heavy one that does this. And like, yeah. You know, you know, I've heard him talk for the first Top Gun uh, in his contract. He made it a rule or I don't know, a rule. But like he added in his contract that he needed to be a part of every production meeting, every creative decision he need to make. He just want to be he just want to be in the room so he could learn. Yeah. Um, and like That's this awesome. movie, he everyone's been wanting a Top Gun sequel since the first one came yeah. out. And he's always waited, you know, for a good story. He talked about how. You know, and in his spare time, he'll sit down. He doesn't even, 
he wasn't even writing the story. He was just saying what kind of, he would write down, here's how I should be thinking about how we should write the next one. Yeah. Like not even just here are ideas for, you know, the story, but right. how should we approach the story? Or like, you know, what should the themes be? And like the amount of time and effort he put into developing the technology uh, to make this movie. You know, one of the things he said was, if we're going to do this again, we're, it's not CG. We're not yeah. doing it on a set. We're putting cameras in the planes right. and we're going to fly it like that. Do it and, legit. Uh, you know, in Mission Mission Impossible, like he was using those movies because those you can do whatever whatever you right. want, really. Like yeah. he was using those to test technology for this movie with flight sequences and things. Um, I don't know. It's just incredible, and I feel like that last thirty minutes is really, you know, the fact that he doesn't die, which I think will be kind of going to my second major flaw. But like, yeah. just this is such a love letter to Tom Cruise and just you know how it's kind of like an appreciation for everything that he has done for cinema as a yeah. whole, um, regardless of how you feel. So I, I would highly recommend you, you read this review. Uh, it, I, I was talking to, to a friend, we were texting and uh, we were just going back and forth about our thoughts. And then I said, okay, everything I just said, ignore that, <laughs> read this review. <laughs> I take it all back <laughs> because uh, I don't know. Like it's just, it really changed my, my outlook yeah. on movies as a whole. Uh, my second major flaw, though, uh, Maverick doesn't really grow at all. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess he does. Like, his whole arc is that he can't let go, and at the end, I guess he does learn to let go. Yeah. Uh, but the whole movie they're talking about, like, oh, he's like, someone's not going to make it back when it's alive, or, yeah. you know, explain to their families why they're not here, or... That was heavy. It was, it was intense, you know, in the whole... You know, he's saying goodbye to his friends before they leave. And he's like, hey, Rooster, we'll talk when we get back. And I was like, he's, he's, he's going to die. die. Yeah. He got shot down. And I was sad for a minute. And I was like, wow, they actually kill Maverick. And then he was just fine. Uh, he's vibing. Yeah. And then the second time, I, I didn't buy it at all. I was yeah. like, they're going to be fine. I, I think that would have been a better story. Because the whole thing with Maverick is that he can't let go. And I think, yeah. I think it would have been cool if he was able to just if they killed him while he was on a mission, I feel like yeah. that's the best way they could have yeah. done Maverick's story. Uh, but again, like we're the, these are nitpicks because it wasn't right. the way they did. It wasn't bad. No, um, no, not at all. It was still a cool arc to see him go from, you know, to learning to let go. I think that was the whole point of the interlude too, was right. to show that, you know, him and Penny never worked out because he would always leave on these suicide yeah. missions. And I think now he's finally done and that's why they're right. flying off into the sunset together. Yeah, that's so cute, so adorable. <laughs> go, go them. Yeah, yeah. Any any other any other uh, thoughts on 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 Maverick as as a whole? No, no. no. It was it was a Tom Cruise doing his best as being Tom Cruise. Yeah, that's it. I mean, that's Tom Cruise is Maverick. Yeah, one thousand percent. Yeah. So. Those are some of our thoughts on Top Gun Maverick. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to dive into uh, why this may or may not be the best reboot, sequel, whatever you want to call it, of all time. So we will see you in a second. And we are back. Talking Top Gun Maverick, sir. 
Uh, so, Graham, just right off the bat, just we're, we're just gonna keep this nice, nice and simple, nice yeah. and sweet. Do you think this is the best reboot of all time? <laughs> On, I mean, yeah, I, and I might, I don't know, I can't. Here's the thing: if I had others to compare it to, uh-huh. maybe. We really should have come up with like a list of really good. Here's ones. the thing: the only thing that's coming to mind is I have. Honestly, anyone I talk to when they're like, "Oh, it's a sequel," like, like the original is always better than the sequel, almost always. This might be an exception. That's how this I see is, it. From my okay. personal view, that's kind of how I see it. Like the original was great. That's don't a really get me good wrong, point. or uh-huh. at least as far as I've seen. Because again, I haven't seen it all. <laughs> I haven't seen the movie, but it's really good. <laughs> but I just I feel, I even if the first one is in this, I mean, if, even if it, if I go watch mm-hmm. that, and I'm, I feel the same way. I don't think one would trump the other necessarily. Like uh-huh. that, that's how I see this. I do think it's a it's a great sequel because I don't think a lot of people that would see this movie, and I could be wrong on this. I don't think one would trump the other specifically. Yeah, it, that's something I haven't thought about before. Mm-hmm. Uh, just thinking about it now. Yeah, I don't know. It's been a minute since I've seen the original. Uh, yeah, I really should have watched it like before, but whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think that's a good point. I don't know that it's better but like you said mm-hmm. i feel like these they're on an on an even playing field and i think part of the part of the they're problem on, they're on a di- they're on an even playing field but they're on like a different level from like most movies when they do because again like like most yeah. sequels are just <sighs> maybe saying even playing field wasn't right i i guess what i mean there is mm-hmm. like I, w- I would rank them equally yeah yeah, yeah. that's kind of how i see it yeah uh, sure. i think the biggest the biggest problem with comparing the two is that there is so much time in between mm-hmm. and you know like we were talking last segment like there's so many technological advances oh yeah and um, how they how they made these yeah uh yeah i know i asked that question you know is this the best reboot i also don't have an answer because i yeah i can't think of any the 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 one thing that i can that i've been comparing this to a lot mm-hmm. is maverick to top gun feels like force awakens to a new hope where it's basically the same, but it's also, it's different. It stands alone. The problem is, is that Force Awakens, if you ask someone which is better, Force Awakens or A New Hope. They're always going to say A New Hope. Yeah, and if, yeah. They, if they say otherwise, then they need they, to be I, checked in a mental hospital. Yeah, something something's not, <laughs> not okay. But here, like if you said yeah, if you ask them which Maverick was, was better than Top Gun, I feel like they would either say, uh, I... I don't know. Mm-hmm. Or if they said Maverick, like respect, you know, I, yeah, but that's yeah. fine. I, I can understand. That. And that's the thing too, is again, like I haven't seen the first one. So if someone was like, Oh, like I think top gun, like it's the original, it's the creation. It's like the start of it all. Sure. A lot of people hold on to that because one, if you, I mean, if, if you're, if you're older, if you saw that when that came out, like if you saw that in the theaters, it might've had the same experience. I just had watching it in the theater with mm-hmm. Maverick and you might still be tied to that. And like, even if this one's just as good mm-hmm. again, Maverick's not going to be better. But probably because you have more of like a personal attachment to the first one. That's the main, the only thing I yep. could think of having a full attachment. For me, not having a real, real attachment to both because I didn't see the first one all the way through. I was not, I didn't, I wasn't not hyped for this movie, but I wasn't like ready to go seeing the opening. Like I was not like having, mm-hmm. I did not expect it to be as good as it was. So yeah, yeah. I feel like it's. This was kind of like a West Side Story for me, which is a weird, I mean, West Side Story is not as good as this, but like same kind of like mind, like mindset of, Oh, like the original based on their, yeah, they're redoing top gun. Right. I don't Tom Cruise. Why? 
Mm-hmm. Why are you doing this? Right. It's almost uh, like a death sentence for the character. For the yeah, it's just like why? Why is this happening? Right. And then I saw the first trailer. I remember my dad like right in my room and said, "You have to watch this trailer yeah. like right now." And we like, <laughs> I was like, "Whoa, this looks pretty." And like yeah. that first trailer, I didn't even like tell you anything. It was just shots. Yeah. And I was like, "Oh, yeah. I can't wait for this movie." Because it was just the technological advances, and I I meant to look it up. Um, I can't tell if this was shot on film or it was on digital because it was just. Uh, it was, I would have to. Say, I, I I it's got to be digital. I would have to say digital. I, I feel like I feel like it was on film, but like I don't know. It was it was crazy. Um, just the how good it looked. Just yeah. every shot was so beautiful. Um, I thought it was really interesting. So they shot on. Um, they didn't shoot on a normal. I, don't know, I guess it was kind of. They didn't shoot on like big, so massive cameras. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, because they had to fit them in a cockpit. And so what they did, it's, right. it, it's called a Sony Venice, um, which is used. It's, I don't know, I would say it's like bottom tier of like big box, like okay. budget kind of stuff. Um, so it's definitely not cheap or, you know, whatever. Yeah. It's definitely good, but, but it's, it's like pick. Right. lower, lower, lower tier. Um, okay. And so what they did, they used a camera version of the Sony Venice called the Rialto. And essentially you have your camera body and then where the sensor's at, which is what's actually capturing yeah. the image, it clips off. And so you have like a like wires going to the body. And so they had six of these, they were able to fit six of these cameras in each of the cockpits. Um and so one of the you know one of Tom Cruise's like big things was if they were going to do this, they were going to do it right. Yeah. And so all of the pilots uh went through three months of Navy air <laughs> pilot training. Yeah. Um, so, you know, tons of, you know, learning how to fly in the planes and everything uh, in case they crashed over water or something, they would, uh, they'd go in a, they basically, they put them in a tank blindfolded and then they'd flip the tank upside down and they would have an X amount of time to get out. Um, like just all sorts of crazy stuff. Bro, that right there already stressed me to out. Act. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, you know, just, like they went through legit training. Um, Good for them. They they went to the Navy because um, the Navy helped them out on the first one. And yeah. They were like, "Hey, can we, you know, can, you, can you provide us planes? Yeah. Can we shoot on carriers?" And they're like, "Yes, absolutely. Let's do it." Well, I saw a really interesting article with uh, a guy like that. But that's his job is to like work with movies and stuff to to do things like that's this. So dope. Um, and he was saying, in the past, like it was pretty normal for them to like change a script you know, to fit based off things and that just, was needed or, or just to be like the Navy's amazing go America. Like, <laughs> uh, and he was saying like, he, that they don't really do that anymore. Um, he was talking about how just this, he didn't make hardly any changes to this other than like, Hey, this isn't totally accurate or like, you know, all of the, the training sequences, those are actual ways they train or like, dang, you know, all of it was very, was vetted and was like yeah. legit. Um, but all the pilots had to, sh- uh, they were actually acting in planes that were actually going. So their reactions as they're like facing G's, that's not acting. That is actually their faces as they're uh, taking the G's. And it's funny. uh, The Navy said, yeah, we'll let you use our planes. Tom Cruise, he can't, he can't touch them. Like he can't touch the controls. Like he's not like, we know that he can fly. Why? You know, he likes to use his own studs. Uh, He's got like 53 licenses. Why can he not fly? Because it's, because it's a government. It's like an act. That's like an, that's a Navy rule. Like what? It's, those are expensive planes. And so like if a civilian crashes it, it's kind of, you know, there's, that's fair. I, 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 I get it. Uh, but yeah. I also think 
the plane at the end of the movie, the one he's working on is hanging. That's his own mm-hmm. plane, and I feel like he's like, I need to, I gotta fly something. I have to fly. Be I have in, to fly yeah. a plane, and so that they just threw those that opening and closing sequence in there, so we could. Uh, that's dope. I don't know. I don't know if that's true. I'm just. I'm just. That would be. I'm just assuming. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like they would go up and they would shoot, and so with that, all the actors they had to know how to operate the cameras. Uh, they would have to fix their own makeup in between takes while oh. in a plane. They'd have to change the lighting and like do audio, all of it. They had to understand um, how to do all the aspects of the filmmaking process on their own in a tiny cockpit, um, which again is like, I mean, that's stuff that Tom Cruise has wanted just naturally just how he is. That's what he's wanted to do his in entire life is like just on his own and now he's like forcing Lately. this this new breed of actor to do the same which i think is kind of cool and like i hope that i hope that those actors realize you know how special like a skill that yeah that is um and i think they do uh but like you know you'd go up and then they would just they'd be recording and they'd go down they'd all go to the village they'd watch all the footage and like people are throwing up every day and it's I means intense dude yeah so they all sit there and watch the footage and then they say okay we got this shot we got this shot and gotta go back do it again like they were going up and down um and miles teller says that there's over 800 hours of footage for them to sift through um and that there's there's more footage than there was for the entirety of the lord of the rings trilogy which is incredibly long i mean those are like yeah. four or five hour movies uh and yeah he's just saying, the footage they use yeah those that's... are just like the director's cut footage yeah so you're saying yeah he's like there's more footage not used used obviously but there's more no footage rec- filmed for maverick than there was in lord of the, for the lord of the rings trilogy which is crazy that's insane um and i think that's one of the ways that the pandemic actually helped um they the were, editing in this was fantastic <laughs> um it was and, so good. I don't know. It, it, it brings me back to Morbius, which if you want to hear our thoughts on Morbius, go don't. check out that episode. It's a uh, <laughs> it's a fun one. All we do is just yeah. just trash on it. Save um, yourself from watching and just feel free to yeah, listen. Yeah, just listen to our podcast. Yeah. We gave it a great review. 10 out of um, 10. <laughs> no, I recommend. No. Uh, but like, I think it's a really cool contrast to like, that's a movie where they, they were pushed back constantly and instead of going into the edit and fix, making it better, they just left it. Yeah. This one, I am almost positive that with the delays, they said, okay, cool, let's refine this. Let's make this better. Let's yeah. sift through all 800 hours, every frame of every shot we took, yeah. and let's find the best ones, and let's make it work. Yeah. And, the, and the editing is ultimately where that intensity comes from. Um, and, you know, just... The, the way they would switch from these ultra-wide where you're seeing, you know, everything going around in the plane, but then it would go to, like, a close-up of their face. Up. And, yeah. like, it was just, it was so good. Yeah. Um, and while there were these crazy technological advances, they even used them, uh, they're called Cinejets, I think is, is, the, is the company name. Um, and they're, they're just planes with uh, gyroscopic cinema cameras on the nose. And they're normally used for, like, shooting airline commercials or like a hotel or something. Hmm. They actually got like these to shoot like the exteriors of the planes. Yeah. Um, Which is cool. But while they had like all these crazy new technologies, they were also using technology from the beginning, from the first one, which was also crazy. Like uh, it's a technique that's used commonly in Hollywood now, but they created it for the first Top Gun. 
um, where they would have a camera like on a rail system and underneath it, they would have a, uh, a gear and they would spin it really fast. So the camera would shake. It wouldn't look like it, yeah. the cockpit was moving because the first one they didn't, I mean, they couldn't shoot right in a plane, but like, or while the plane was moving, but like right. they still had to get the cockpit jitter. And so like they created that, that very, now it's looked at as a very simple, yeah, like filmmaking one-on-one kind of thing. At the time it was revolutionary. revolutionary yeah. Um, and so the fact that they like they're still using technology from the first one, yeah, is really cool. Like Top Gun as a whole is. Yeah. I don't think you'll ever hear some someone complain that practical effects were not used, uh, that were not needed. Like they will always, I want to say always, but they will most likely always stand out more than a like. I just totally drew a blank. More than like uh, special effects and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like I love Marvel movies. I think they're fun. Yeah. I don't think I've ever said, wow, this MC movie is beautiful. Yeah. And if I did say like a shot was beautiful, it was because it was probably practical. Yeah. Like this one, I, I, you, you could pick any frame in the movie and print it on a big, like on a big picture frame and just hang it on your wall. And it was gorgeous. It would look great. Yeah. Um, it was just, it was so beautiful. Dude. Like I just, I just want to look at it. It's just, yeah. I just yeah. Just kill the sound. Just there. Just, I'm just kidding. I mean, the sound was also good. Though. The so sound like, was I one feel of like the I best also parts. Need of, the sound. Yeah, you definitely do. I also think that one of the reasons this is such, a, and we've talked about this a little bit, so we won't like harp on it too much. Yeah. Uh, but like, story was definitely at the center of this movie. I feel like yeah. a lot of reboots, it's just we're gonna get we're gonna get the gang back together. We're gonna market the crap out of it. Look, a little look, look we have another shirtless right. beach scene. Come Woo-hoo. check out this movie. Um, <laughs> but the story's garbage, and yeah. like nobody cares about it. But I feel like with this one, like story was first. And like I said, like Tom Cruise has been thinking about this yeah. for decades. Dude, the story was intense. It was emotional. Mm-hmm. It was I like I said there wasn't a slow part of it. Like it was so. Like I say, even if it was a little bit of a copycat from the first one with the structure it had, I, it was still. I mean, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Right. Exactly. Um, exactly. And they did it. That's a perfect example of not just copy and paste, mm-hmm. but we're going to take what worked and we're going to change it. So like it feels original. Yeah. Like I don't yep. think, I don't think most people would have noticed that it's mm-hmm. basically the same, yeah. but I don't know. That's just, it's what yeah. I do. Um, is break yeah. that kind of stuff down. Yeah. I'd say a lot of times it's, I feel like you can definitely tell when it's going to be a little better when it's, when it's not named Top Gun 2 and you don't <laughs> feel fair. like you have to watch Top Gun 1 to understand Top That's Gun 2. Fair. Like I could, I could, in the future, I could show this movie to mm-hmm. my kids and they'd be like, dude, Top Gun Maverick, Maverick's sick. Maverick's dope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, dude, you want to see him as a kid? Here you go. We can watch Top Gun. We can watch the original. Like it's not a, my sister, my favorite line, she's like, I haven't seen any of the other Top Guns. I was like, oh, you got four to catch up on. Man, you better get started. Yeah, it's like the MCU. Like you got fifty of them by now. Like you gotta, you gotta get going. Yeah, Uh, that I I think that's that kind of leads me into my next thought. That I just Mm -hmm. kind of it's an epiphany. Yeah, we're seeing live. uh, It's just coming out of my head. Okay, Uh, what you got? This movie works really well just top this is acting like the original top gun for a new generation of people for sure um we were talking about earlier like 
or not on the show, but before, before recording, yeah. we were talking, um, like there are a lot of, I'm going to say quote unquote older people, I would say like 35 and up. And there's really interesting statistic. I think 50% of moviegoers mm-hmm. this weekend for Maverick have been over the age of 35. Yeah. Um, which is bizarre. Yeah. Uh, normally older people are slower getting into the theater. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll wait several you know, not like crowds. Opening weekend. They're not, yeah. They're not right. going to go opening weekend. You know, like a lot of the times these types of movies are very slow burn yep. um, in terms of the box office. And Dude, this was his like biggest open ever. Like Tom Cruise's biggest yeah. acting open, like, which is crazy. Cause he's got mission impossible, yeah. which is huge. Oh yeah. Um, and it's just, I, I think the thing that is brilliant about this is they're bringing in an older audience, but they're also bringing in a younger audience. Yeah. And like, I think it was kind of cool. My second time I saw with my family and the way like they were, the four of them were sitting in one row and I was like sitting right behind them. Um, and so I could look on my, on one, on one side and I could see my mom and my dad who grew up watching the original, yeah. like having the time of their life. Like you're, you're laughing hysterically. Yeah. They're crying. They're joining. Like it. they're on the edge of their seats. Like yeah. they're loving it. Like on the other side and see my two younger siblings who are just as like full of expressions. Like yeah. they they're were enjoying, enjoying it just yeah. as much. My sister, as we were leaving was like, why was that the best movie I've ever seen? Like, <laughs> and that's not her kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and it was just, it, it's, this is multi-generational. Um, it's just, if it works on every level, yeah. um, if you're a cinephile like myself, you're saying, oh my God, look at the, look at just how this was made. Yeah. If you, you are just yeah, a 10 year old, you're like, whoa this that was, was dope really yeah cool like um and i think in general i think movies need to take that kind of approach yeah um you know if we look at the mcu mm-hmm. uh just because that's kind of disney in general what's in right is just a massive blob of content coming out yeah um and all of it is geared towards one specific demographic, which isn't right. a bad thing. Um, we talked about it on last week's show too, on Chip and Dale. Like that was a kids' movie that mm-hmm. adults can enjoy. Oh, for sure. Um, this was a movie that everyone was, can enjoy. So I wouldn't say adult movie because that can mean something totally wrong. But exactly, it was a X-X-X. older audience. Exp- no, sir, <laughs> the older audience would probably yeah have more excitement with it but yeah exactly everyone can enjoy it mm-hmm. yeah equally like for sure yeah you know there's just it was really really great yeah uh i realized we didn't talk about acting earlier like we normally do yeah um acting was fantastic i swear mm-hmm. that val kilmer died like a year or two ago I, I I swear he I'm died. I'm pretty sure he's, he's still alive. I remember today, him correct? dying. But he's alive. He's fine. Okay. I mean, I thought. say he's fine. He ha- he actually does have throat cancer, like in the movie. Like, that's that's oh. legit. Like, he can't really talk. Um, Shoot. So, he's not fine, but he is breathing. Dude, that just makes that, bro. Because he talked. He talked in that movie. Yeah. Bro, that yeah. kind of makes that just even more. And that was like a. That was a really emotional scene. Dude. Yeah. Yeah, it was, re- it was great. Yeah. Fantastic. Dude, um. I saw this one thing too, like someone was saying, I don't know who it was. Someone working on the movie 
I was doing like kind of like an interview clip. I don't know where I saw this. It was an ad for the movie or what, but someone was saying how uh, Miles Teller, you look at him and you don't see Goose. You don't see, I don't know who played who played the Goose's love interest in the first one. Like you don't see either of those actors. But this year, once they got him in makeup, they, they, got, they put the mustache on him. And, and the Bro, shirt. it is just, it, uh-huh. it, he's the same. He's the same. And it looked so freaking good. He was Miles Teller is so underrated. One hundred, yeah, I love him. Everything I've, I don't think I've really seen him in anything that he didn't perform so well in. Whiplash is one of my favorite movies yeah. of all time, and part of it is Miles Teller. Yeah, um, he just did a fantastic. Yeah, yeah, he was fantastic in this role, um, and he had a much bigger role than I thought. Uh, I was kind of yeah. okay with it. Yeah, um, I thought it was going to be oh, it's Goose's son, and that's that. Yeah, maybe it'll be a little subplot thing, but. Mm-hmm. I like that that it, he was kind of yeah he was a I part of the movie I exactly but I didn't think going into this I watched you know the trailers the ads that they came through I really never got a and I might have just totally missed it but I never got like a heated relationship like a like I felt like there was no bad bad vibes between Maverick and Rooster like I I like I thought they were just buddy buddy like again I never saw the first one I know Goose died. And like it shows you the recap of that, but also like mm-hmm. I don't, I don't. Does the first movie ever like recap and like harp on Maverick of like Maverick made the wrong choice? It was Maverick's fault he died. It was Maverick's fault. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, it it was, okay. I mean, when you're in a situation like if you're the one flying a plane mm-hmm. and you got out, I mean, a lot of it was survivor's guilt, and a lot of it was just right. because he was he was a pilot. Like they were a team, they're best friends. Yeah. Um, wingman, bro. So yeah, like, and they they touched on the movie where Warlock's like, you know, it was an accident. It wasn't Maverick's fault. And right. John Hamm says. Do you think it was your fault? Yeah, gosh, they just um, threw it back in his face several times. I was like, oh my, mm-hmm. holy crap. But I think that was a brilliant way to set up this story, yeah. but also to recap it for someone like you who exactly. didn't see the first one or you yeah. know, just maybe doesn't remember, um, which will lead me, I don't know, we're, we're, we're going all over the place. We were talking about actors, but I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna segue back into uh, our topic of discussion. Yeah. Uh, the references, with reboots, especially this, like, Top Gun is one of the most quotable movies yeah. of all time. As we were leaving um, on Tuesday, and this is one of the reasons I love the theater experience. Um, yeah. We were sitting, you know, we're, we're sitting there and like, I was speechless for a little bit. Just like, I don't, I don't know what to say. Yeah. Like we were like, we were just going all in um, kind of like this. And yeah. there was a guy late forties, early fifties, maybe he was also waiting. Um, and so, like, we get up to leave, and there's not many people left in the theater. And he's like, yo, guys, like, that was incredible, right? And I was like, yeah. And he, like, gave us all a high five. And he's like, I got the need. And I was, we were just like, uh, the need. He's like, for speed. Like, he, like, came in. Like, he was so excited. Like, it was. Is that from Top Gun? Yes. Crazy. That is from Top Gun. Crazy. That is so sad that you don't. Crazy. No. You don't know that. I was, I was about to say, like, I know that. I know that quote. Nope. Oh my god! Did they say that in this they movie? The podcast. They didn't say that no. in this one. Okay, I was gonna no, say, they did was, not. but yeah, that's the thing is, I feel like if this were anything else, yeah. they would have found a way to say that over and over and over again for sure. Um, and they they had talked to me, Goose. Yeah, on was like a broken record. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, don't think, just do was a broken record. But like, yeah. it was. I, I wouldn't say that. Like, I thought the quote was it was used. I don't think there was ever a bad time where it like didn't need to be used. Right. Like it was, it was yeah. when they, when they did do it. Yeah. It was used when well. they said, talk to me goose. Like it was emotional moments or yeah. like, you know, like these big moments, you know, 
Maverick is about to let Goose's son yeah. go on a suicide mission. Like, <laughs> bro, hold on, so I just totally off, like completely off topic. But you know, he's he's sitting there and he's like, he's like, talk to me, Dad. And I just like I just imagine like we just watched Obi Wan and there's part where Obi Wan's like, talk to me, Master. Like I just picture seeing like Qui Gon Jinn there. So I'm like, see this? I'm just like, imagine the Force goes of Goose just Goose. chilling. On I mean, honestly, like they're in a trench run <laughs> and oh no, the laser doesn't work. I gotta I gotta eyeball it. Kind of like, kind of like Star Wars. I was waiting. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying. I I was waiting for some sort of like some reference. Some some reference. Uh, I I was kind of upset that uh, (laughs) their call sign was Dart. I was like, could it be like Red or you know Rogue something like that? Yeah, or Dagger or whatever. Yeah, yeah, he's Dagger. That's what it was. Yeah, Um, yeah, it was the references that they had were important. Um, You know, the beach scene. For example, like it was in the original, it was they're just right. they're just showing off their bodies playing volleyball. But this, like, they did. It was still unne- at the end of the day, it was unnecessary. But they threw in the whole it's it's dog teamwork. fight football. That's, they're yeah. becoming a team. They're also learning how to play offense and yeah. defense. They everything had a purpose. Right. And the other thing that I loved was that they didn't throw the references in your face. Yeah. Uh, for example, at the end of the movie. uh Maverick does a flyby mm-hmm. and someone like me who's familiar with the first one I saw it coming a million miles away yeah. like it's the end of the movie they hadn't done it yet they're all setting up and then in the watchtower like they got got the binoculars mm-hmm. going does a flyby everyone freaks out yeah I knew what it was I'm going to assume you had no you didn't recognize that that was a reference I noticed I, I could tell what he was doing I just thought it was a yeah, like so, a one more like in your face, John Hamm, like, suck it. Yeah, so, saying, so in the first yeah. one, the whole thing was he would be, like, requesting a flyby, and they say, no, Maverick, and then he'd do it anyway, and there was a whole, like, <laughs> big ordeal. But, like, okay. they did it all the time. And yeah. so, like, it was an obvious reference to that. Mm-hmm. But for but someone who doesn't understand it, 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 doesn't, yeah. it doesn't matter. Like, it's a fun little Easter egg for us who... Did see the yeah. first one and recognize it. And that's but what... Throw it in your face if it wasn't necessary. That's how I feel all references should be. I really mm-hmm. hate when people, like... When they overhype it and they like just no like make it an Easter egg, make it fun to find, mm-hmm. make it fun to like watch it the first time and you're you're trapped in your hype and you watch it the second time and you're like oh I picked up on that like that uh-huh. was super interesting like that's fun yeah I hate when people are like oh here's an Easter egg like here it is here it is like no that's you yeah, just threw that at me like I don't enjoy that they did a couple of times like you know Maverick doing the inverted thing over Miles Teller that's reference to the first movie uh, oh, that Cobra spin that was yeah that was intense um, bro when he's when he's racing the jet on his on his bike, that's a reference to the first movie. Like, yeah, they were all references. There were so many references in Easter yeah. eggs, but it, it wasn't in your face because it didn't matter. Right. And if you got it, you got it. If you didn't, who yeah. cares? It was didn't ruin the movie. Cool. Didn't yeah, exactly. Um, and yeah, I I totally agree. Like, I think everyone everyone needs to do that. Yeah. Um, every reboot, every whatever. If just have Tom Tom Cruise. Just, um, just let Tom Cruise let do Tom Cruise everything. play in your reboot for thirty years and then watch it come back as a banger. Yeah, wait till uh, uh, twenty sixty. Uh, Top Gun Goose. Top Gun Goose. Top uh, Gun Rooster. Yeah, Rooster. Whatever. Warlock. Uh, yeah. Do you have any final thoughts, Cram, on on Top Gun Maverick? I, I feel like everyone should see this movie. Just honestly, like I I don't think there's. I'm gonna take that one step further in a theater. Yes, this is one where fact. you have to see it on the biggest screen you can. I know everyone says that, but yes. this is, yeah, it's just 
I've got to see it in IMAX. I'm going to see it again. I'm we're, we're going to make a trip to go this week. Yes, <laughs> like it, it, we, we will. We will be seeing this movie very very. I soon will see again. it a third time. That yes, way. it is. It's one of the greatest movies I've seen. I could put this up in a, a probably top ten. I need to give it easily. some time before you know. I I, I you rated I it a five. In, I think if you check out yeah. the movies you rate, gave a five star rating, it's going to be in one of those top few. No, I I have a feeling this will go down as like a top ten. Yeah, easily. Uh, yeah, this has been the popcorn hangover. Uh, We've been talking with Top Gun, Maverick. Uh, I'm blanking on how to do an outro. Uh, follow us on all of the things. Instagram, TikTok. Check out the Patreon. Patreon. Parking uh, Lot Talk. Parking Lot Talk, yes. Uh, you know, Do all those things. And we will see you next week. <laughs>